0: All right. Great.
1: All right, welcome everyone to another edition of Terence Williamson Author Podcast. Today we have um, Sean Keys, and Sean, uh, you have a podcast as well, correct?
0: I do, yeah, I do,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. what's the title of your podcast, sorry? Uh,
0: you, Me and BPD.
1: Okay, mm. uh, what's BPD stand for if you don't mind?
0: Uh, borderline Personality Disorder.
1: Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I don't know anything about you at all. So, this is quite interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. I think this, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, because uh, I did the podcast with Mark, yeah. which, funny enough, you're going to be now the third guest that I have from Athlone.
0: <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go.
1: It's a great time. And Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um. So, yeah. So, you commented that you'd like to be a guest. So, here we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I heard your podcast with Mark. see... Mark does these, I do a podcast on mental health, right? And Mm -hmm. I love it. And there's not an inch of me that doesn't love it. And then I listen to Mark's podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And my podcast is solely about mental health. It's Mm. you, me, and borderline personality disorder, right? And Mm. yeah, I love it, like I'm 60, 70 podcasts in. But Mm. every time I'm listening to Mark's podcast, I'd be listening and going, I'd love to be on that one. Ah, that's a great podcast, and it does me head in. It it does me head in if I'm being honest, because the stuff that Mark talks about, I love talking about, but it's not related to mental health.
1: Mm.
0: So that's why I contacted you and went, "Yeah, can I be a guest? Because I just want to. (laughs) It's not that I don't want to talk about mental health. I love talking about mental health, but I want to talk about aliens. I want to talk about God. I want (laughs) to talk about." everything else as well you know the type yeah. of way i do and yeah. i haven't come across a guest yet fully once or twice we kind of came across but that just cool. wants to talk about the broader spectrum i want to let my mind out for a good gallop that's what mm. i want i want to let this madness that's inside just out mm. and um that's why i contacted you you know i said uh I'd love to be a guest because I was listening to your conversations about the heart and mm. um, like if you want, will uh, you know you were on about a heart transplant in Mark's yeah podcast. go for it yeah you on about, you're right so anyway, very very long story short, years ago I kind of started getting my health mental health better, and uh, in an instant I won't say it happened in an instant but I was kind of. Reading books, listening to books and all this. And next thing, just in a brief moment, it just all jigsawed together. It's like every book webbed together. And I went, mm. oh, oh, wow. Oh, I have mental mm. health. I have mental health finished. And my wife goes, how? And I went, all right, I'm finished, so. And I was just, that's exactly what I said. I went, all right, so that's it. I'm finished. Okay, that's it. <laughs> and she goes, How? Like, psychiatrists haven't even done this. And I went, yeah, but it's just because I'm stupid. Because, like, I wouldn't be looking at what Mm. they're looking at. I'm looking at everything. Mm. They're looking at the brain. I just went, what are we made of? Like, I'm atheist, and I know you believe in God. But let's just, Mm. I was going, if we were created or if we were evolved, we still Mm -hmm. are made from something. And I was there going, what are we made of? And next thing I just started getting into it and looking us up as a species and really getting into the human being as a species rather than as a person. Right. And every book I ever read or listened to just all jigsawed together. And I went, all right, I get it now. We're all part of this one. And I'm not spiritual or anything like that. I went, so hmm. that's where religion comes from. <laughs> it was just all went bang, 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 bang in my head. Now this was over five years ago. And I haven't been able to unprove it since. Hmm. And I'm the type of person that if 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 I say something's real, I'll do my best to research how it's not. Hmm. You know the type of way. I want to know just in case I'm galloping in the wrong direction and heading for a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, long story short. So which you were talking then about a heart transplant, right? And you were on about um how in the person that they never liked jazz or played with jazz, and next thing, all of a sudden, they've done jazz. Mm-hmm. And I was answering it over the phone. I was listening to it going, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Like, it totally <laughs> makes sense. So when, you see, I kind of have to jump in, but then I realize people are listening and they don't know the context, right? So when I researched the human body, the human body is basically made of over 90% of us as bacteria. Mm. About eight percent of us to nine percent of us is viruses, mm. and one percent of our cells are mammal. Mm. So we are literally ninety-nine percent bacteria, pathogens, viruses, and a tiny percent of us is mammal. You know these wow. products kills ninety-nine percent that you're going around cleaning your house with. Mm-hmm. That's us. Um, we're 99% of everything them products kill, right, Mm -hmm. according to science. And when I was looking at this going, oh, wow, I mean, like we have 6 million bacteria for every inch of skin we have on us, Mm. protecting our body. We are literally an ecosystem of Mm. millions of different bacteria, thousands of different species living in us, on us, so a long, long story short is every inch of our body has bacteria in it. The mm. bacteria that lives under our armpits is not the same that lives on our elbow, and that's not the same mm. that lives on our wrists. Completely different bacteria. Now, in our gut, we have up to 1,000 species of bacteria, and they're our main immune system. Like if a human mm. being ate a carrot and had no bacteria, we'd die. We're not actually designed to eat vegetables. Hmm. But they love vegetables because they eat the fiber of the vegetables, but they kind of need a host to chew on it.
1: Interesting. Because
0: <laughs> they don't have teeth. So if, if, any, if any human being had no bacteria in their gut and they ate a vegetable, they'd literally die. There was a boy years hmm. ago born in America. He literally was born with no bacteria. He was called the boy in the bubble. Hmm. Um, and he died because he literally had no bacteria. Because our bacteria is us. Now, oh. to go further into that, there's a bacteria called the Archaea. And the Archaea has been proven to live three point two billion years ago.
1: Wow. Oh.
0: And the Archaea is in fish, mountains, the water, birds, plants, lizards, everything. Oh. Maybe that's God. Um <laughs> who knows? Uh, but the Archaea is the, it's not the oldest living bacteria according to science. It would have had a grandmother, but it is the more dominant bacteria on the planet. And okay.
1: ba-
0: what bacteria do, this is going to be a very long answer to get to this why I, I was going, <laughs> oh my God, that makes so much sense. So, what bacteria do is they vibrate. Because they don't have um, vocal cords, they can only vibrate. So, what they do is they literally vibrate themselves. Mm. which is why you get anxious in your stomach and not in your head interesting because they're vibrating going i'm not so sure about this mm. i'm not so sure i've been here before not you i've been here before. <laughs> yeah. uh my great 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 grandparents had a feeling about this before and it, it, it didn't mm-hmm. turn out well you see because bacteria breed every 20 minutes which, mm-hmm. which makes them the dominant species on the planet but what happens is this archaea is everywhere so when you're vibrating do you notice know oneness that the spiritual people get mm-hmm. that's in my opinion what they're getting they're connecting with the archaea in the tree they're connecting with the fish or the fox or It's the same bacteria vibrating over and back to each other, which is why when we touch the earth we become grounded and all Mm. these things that science says and the spiritual people can't seem to put their finger on it. Um, It's a bacterial thing, in my opinion, that we are Mm. just literally... No, we're not literally connected. That's a science thing. That's,
1: Mm.
0: you know, the spiritual bit, maybe. So... In our heart, we have over 400 species of bacteria in our heart, hmm. right? And now, bacteria can control a human being. If you don't think they can, there's a tiny little co- bacteria kind of working its way through the world at the moment, hmm. and it's controlling everything. Um, <laughs> so bacteria have a huge Im- influence on species. Hmm. And each bacteria can vibrate to make the person do something. Um, so there is over 400 species of bacteria in the heart. There's over 600 species of bacteria in your mouth. Mm. And they all live in specific places. They don't move until you brush your teeth. And then they just all go back to where they should be. <laughs> they're your first line of defense when you're breeding in yeast from the air. that there's bacteria in the ear. So there's mm. bacteria everywhere. But anyway, this is my theory. Because there's 400 species of bacteria in the heart, the highest known vibration to man is music. Hmm. Bacteria can only vibrate, which means we, when we make music, are like huge bacteria vibrating outward. Which is why we love Hmm. it, because we're in tune with what we are as a species. Hmm. Vibration. Which is why people love a vibration. Vibration. This is the maybe bit. This is the only only maybe bit of this whole story. Maybe the bacteria that was in that person's heart loved jazz. Mm. Bacteria have been known to perform well to music. Interesting. Yeah. So there's Mm. my answer to it. I don't know if it's true. Everything else, bar I said maybe, is scientific. That's scientific. Like, that's <laughs> scientific. It it's a fanci-
1: yeah. It's a fantastic theory. Yeah. It's really compelling. Um, I was listening. Do, do you ever watch that show? QI.
0: I don't really watch TV. No. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So there's a. It's a British show called QI for quite interesting. I'm not sure if you know Stephen Fry. He's probably more popular there no, than Stephen he is over. Fry.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he started uh, the show. Um, so, anyways. Um, the host that took over for him, Sandy, she was mentioning something about bacteria in the stomach. Mm. They said, or maybe a Stephen, I can't remember. Anyways, what they were saying, and this kind of got me interested as well, because they're saying that there is a certain bacteria that um, will cause a mouse or a rat to not be afraid of cats. That's right. So, so the cat eats it and then the bacteria goes into the cat. Yeah. Um, now they've found that there's a similar bacteria in humans and it can cause those humans to be very accident prone.
0: Yes. Nice.
1: Which is, which is phenomenal to think that these mm. little guys are calling the shot. Like, as you said, yeah. controlling you.
0: Yeah.
1: And with respect to mental health, um, it, it, I feel kind of foolish that it took me so long to figure this out, but, um, my mental health is really predicated on what I eat.
0: Absolutely. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast. You probably wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I base my life on four key fundamentals. Mm. And five years ago when I kind of went all this went, oh, wow. Um, and I didn't go off like going, oh, quick, I have all the answers. It was like, oh, my God, but it hasn't changed. I can one million percent stand behind it and prove mm. it with science, which is even better. Um, f- You see, the bacteria in your gut produce over 90% of your serotonin, which is a mm. happy hormone for human beings. That's their little mm. way of saying, well done. What you've just consumed is perfect. Mm. When you process food, you get anxious. That's their way of saying, stop. We confuse the anxiety, which... Mammy, Daddy, or Uncle Tom, as I do sir, And, you know, instead of... Because as a species, we... This is where I went in deep into the madness of my own mind. I was looking mm. at us going, but sure, we're in the best of times. I mean, literally the best of times. I mean, there's nobody... You know, when you go for the to the shop, coming up with a big blade and killing you, like in the Dark Ages, you know, that type of mm. way. Um, you've shoes, you've, you've electricity you've water, you've sanitation we're in the best of times yet we're in the poorest of mental health and I was there a question mm-hmm. in this going what is the difference, what is going on I mean how could we have the best of times and the poorest of mental health and then right. I looked at our diet and went we've changed our diet in less than two generations Yeah, your grandparents and my grandparents ate real food Mm-hmm. They didn't need KFC, McDonald's or anything else. They didn't need these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the older generation, all they went through, they, they I mean, the older generation, and I, I'm aware you lost a, a child, the older generation, mm-hmm. it was every day to them. Mm-hmm. They were expected to lose a child. That's why they had so many children. It was like, let's, you know, there's the eight in our family. Um, mm. my grandmother lost one, two, three, three, four kids, something like that. You know what I mean? So mm. she, like, it was expected my grandmother would have been born in 1929. But she lost, you know, she lost uh, two of my uncles who were like, you know, only a couple of months old when, when they passed away. Um, it was expected back at that time. Mm. And we are now in the best time. But I was looking at the food going, this is unreal in a sense of we are suffering so much. Yes. We're in the best of times. And it's it's food. Mm. And I've tested would you believe I've tested myself? I got so well in my mind. And my mind was really clear. And I do these three month kind of testing things that not many people know about, but at the end of it then I'll come back with data on myself and go, where was I? What was I thinking? And then I can back it up when I'm talking to people. Mm. But I was looking at my children. And they were doing everyday, everyday children thing. Three children. And I was just looking at them, man. I was going, yeah, yeah, they're okay. They're arguing. No, I'm okay. And then I literally went, right, go on a processed food diet. Hmm. Have your burgers, your chips, your fries, your crisps, your ice cream, your chocolate. Have all that. Hmm. And I went on it. And I had to come off it because I was going to kill them. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, was the, and I was looking at it going, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care they're doing the same thing. And I was getting really stressed. And I was look. and mm. I was going, you know, this didn't, and I was pulling up, you know, this didn't annoy you a month ago. It didn't annoy mm. you a month ago. Yeah, yeah. And I literally had to pull the plug. About a month and a half into it, I had to pull the plug going, no, mm. that's it, I had to. Because that's how much processed food has an impact on me. Now, I can't be unique. Hmm. You know, that type of way, I'm a hypersensitive person, but Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just feeling what other people on a slightly lower level feel, but it still has the same impact, you know? Mm. So, yeah, food is huge.
1: Yeah, I found that um, for me, and yesterday, I did it too, like we have a, I don't know if you guys have this burger joint there, but it's called Five Guys. No, no. Um, so basically the the it's called five guys because they found out that you only need five guys to work in the store, like one on the table, one on the fries, one on the burgers, right all that kind oh, of stuff. Right, okay. Um, so anyways, it's my favorite place. I know it kills me.
0: Right, okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yesterday I ordered it, and sure enough, yesterday, like um, you know, a couple hours later, I was pretty agitated. Yeah. I was pretty grumpy. <laughs> um, but I found that I can't have uh I can't have booze in the house. Yeah. Because booze will make me, not not when I have it, it's the next day or like 24 hours later. That's when it really affects my mental health. Mm. I, if we go out and I have, uh, if I have a drink or like with friends or something like that, that's fine. But when I have it in the house, I tend to drink it a bit more. So I'll have like half a glass or half a bottle of wine, right? Um, which isn't too much. But for me, that's just, you know, it's it's too much mm. for my mental health. I don't get drunk or anything like that. But then the next day, I will really... Feel effects of it. Hmm. Like if I uh, if I look up the reviews for my books and I see a negative one, it will really get me. If if were the effects of booze, right? Um, Otherwise, it's you know if I get a negative review, it kind of sucks, but I can just brush it off. Hmm. Um, But but yeah, so I had to cut out having booze at the home because it will just it will affect my mental health. It took me too long to realize because it was the next day that it would bug me. Yeah. Right, so you just so I didn't make the connection, mm. but it like you said, you're doing the like kind of like a journal entry of your food, right? Yeah. So that you know, I, I think if I would have been doing that, maybe I would have spotted it a bit sooner. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and do you know why? Do you know mm. why it has a negative effect?
1: No, go for it. Yeah. I don't.
0: So again, everything with me is bacteria. Like until mm. I can until I can prove myself wrong, that's the road I'm on. Mm. So. If you want to kill bacteria, you add alcohol. Because it is... Oh. Yeah, there you go. Mm. If you want to kill them, well-known fact, in order to kill bacteria, just pour alcohol on top of them,
1: and it burns
0: them alive, right?
1: Mm.
0: Now, whether God or the universe or evolution put the bacteria into your stomach, they're in there, right? So mm-hmm. my theory is this if i'm going to go with God, I always go with the person cool. if god if God meddles and he and He designed us in a way that the bacteria are in there to help our immune system, how much of a kick in the teeth is it when you're pouring in something that burns them alive? Now, they don't realize that you, the person is is doing this willingly, right? <laughs> <laughs> All they know is there's a liquid coming in. It's burning them alive, and it's a toxin. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do then is they will, they will activate your whole body to start flushing out that liquid.
1: Right.
0: And you will use up all your water in your cells and everything else to try and flush that liquid out of your body because it's a toxin.
1: Mm.
0: Every B vitamin you have in your body will be used to remove the toxin, and your B vitamins is what makes you happy interesting. So the next day when your bacteria are dead, the few of them that are trying to recover from being burnt alive all your B vitamin has been used. All your water has been used which is why you have a headache because all the water has to be used. You're literally taking the water from the cells and just flushing out this toxin. They don't realise you put it in there. And Mm. you then have a hangover because you have very little water in you. And you feel depressed because you've literally removed every B vitamin from your body to remove a toxin. Hmm. And that's called a hangover, right? <laughs> the depression then is basically why we get depressed is to make sure the speech, the body, the animal doesn't move. Hmm. It has to stay there until it recovers. So it doesn't waste any more of the resourceful energy it has. So it depresses you down, making sure that you don't move outside of your confinements. Now, because that basically species has now become toxic, every animal in the wild, when it becomes sick, will naturally retreat away from the herd and be eaten to make sure that the species continues because one particular person or animal is not important as the main tribe. So Mm -hmm. every animal on the planet... And like I do laugh, humans, we think we're so intelligent, but we act exactly like every other animal. When (laughs) we become depressed, we retreat back into ourselves. We lock ourselves Mm. away. We separate from the tribe. And that way then we're prepared to die, Mm. which is basically what every other animal do, but we call it depression.
1: (laughs) Mm. That is very profound. I, I think like, you know, when you when you use the scientific explanation there, I find it so enlightening. You know, there yeah. there's something about it. Um, even when it comes to uh, to grief and stuff like that, when I know what's going on mm. inside me. Um, because there's there's multi levels to it, right? It's not just one thing. Yeah. Like you, you know, it's it's bacteria, but bacteria also plays off some other things as well. Mm. Um, but there's also like you know, Well, you know, with my son and stuff like that, when you have PTSD, like the the hippocampus shrinks and the amygdala enlarges. Mm. So um, the amygdala is responsible for all the incoming emotion. Right. So it's very alert to everything that's coming in because everything is a threat. And the hippocampus Mm. shuts down because it can't output the emotion. So you end up becoming what I call a depressed stoic.
0: Would you, yeah, would you believe I have an enlarged amygdala? Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, MRI, three MRIs. My amygdala is extremely large compared to an average human being.
1: Wow. Yeah. Is there something that happened or were you born with a large amygdala?
0: What they reckon was I came from so much trauma being a hypersensitive mm. child. My brain had to grow to deal with the level of trauma I experienced. Wow. Um, it's a bit like the London taxi drivers when they're learning how to do a taxi in London because mm. there's so many streets in London and it's a four year course their brain actually grows larger to deal with it Wow! Yeah, so the brain will adapt it will adapt, mm. there was a girl in America who got uh, half of her brain literally cut off because she was having seizures at four years of age literally half, I don't know if it was the left or right hemisphere, And she's going to college she works full time now, she's lived her life the brain adapted. Um, Interesting. So my brain, I have a huge amygdala, um, which makes me extremely primal as a human being. <laughs> I only <laughs> use my primal side. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm completely... I'm in survival mode all day long. I do mm-hmm. Like, I know I am. I, I laugh at it in my own sense, going... Everything I do is survival. It's just complete survival, you know. Um, I'm okay now, like, but now I can laugh at the actual fact that everything I do is completely survival. You know, mm. yeah.
1: Do you mind if I ask about the, like you said, traumatic history as a child? Do you mind if I ask about that?
0: No, no, fire ahead. Yeah.
1: Um. um go on. So, like, was there a specific event or a series of events that happened to you?
0: It was like Beirut. Um, no, it was like my, both my parents were absolutely, my father was an extreme, highly violent alcoholic. Um, yeah. My mother was a manic depressive. I'm and well. eight children in, mm. you know, So a lot of violence every day. I mean, um, yeah, there was beatings on a daily basis, like absolute beatings, dragged out of beds, beat the shit out of, boxed in the head mm. at night, You'd be lying in bed and you get a beating. <laughs> you'd be lying, like it was a mental house. It was just mental. Um wow. You were told you were a monster on a daily basis. You were told you were worthless and useless and you'd never achieve anything in life. and Just hated on, like my father hated me. Absolutely wow. with a passion. And he'd done his best to destroy me, like. Um, my mother then was so manic depressive that she couldn't cope. Um, I mean, from... An, from Literally in the womb. Like my father kicked my mother down the stairs when she was pregnant of me. Wow. You're literally talking in the womb trauma. You know? Yeah. Um and then you're coming into it. And it was traumatic all of my life. There was no, yeah. no there was no happiness when I was a kid like. Wow. Yeah. Which is why it's great to be better. Hmm. Mm.
1: So I don't want, I know you didn't want to talk too much about mental health because that's yeah. what your podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll branch away from here. But yeah. if anyone's interested, um, please go and look at Sean's um, podcast, and I'll be sure to watch it afterwards too mm. because I'm really interested. I'm sure you talk about a lot of your story on the podcast, right? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be sure because I really want to follow up with that. But I'll get into a bit more of what you uh, want to talk about and get uh, your mind galloping. Dude. dude. So. <laughs> why don't we switch it to God
0: mm. yeah yeah let's go so you believe in God
1: yes yeah Okay. Um, um, so yeah so you're like have you always been atheist or did, was there a point in your time when you became atheist
0: no when when, when I slipped my wrist I slipped my wrist years ago and I was in hospital and I didn't expect to be here and when I woke up in hospital I cursed God over it because at that time hmm. I did believe And I went, fuck you. I'm not even good enough to go up to you. You know, they don't want me here on earth. And you don't fucking want me up there. Hmm. And I just said, you know something, I'm going to get better. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get better. And when I do, I'm going to help people. And I made that commitment to myself. But then I started listening to the Bible and reading the Bible. And the more I started listening to the Bible, the more I didn't believe in God. I was like, Hmm. what is wrong with you? You're like a fucking juvenile. You're going around (laughs) killing people. Like, he was killing babies. It was the babies babies that got me. It was like, Moses was there and he was like, you know, free my people. And the Pharaoh was like, I'm not having a... He goes, I'm telling you, you better do it because, like, I'm chatting to the other fella and he's going to do some serious shit here. So God killed all his babies. And I was like, why didn't you just kill the Pharaoh? Like, what's this for killing, you know, the firstborn in Egypt? Mm. And... You know, the book of Job where, where uh, you know, the devil and God are having a chat and the devil goes, Job only likes you because he's rich. And the God must have got offended and And no, he doesn't. I don't know why they even talk to each other. They don't even like each other, but they talk in the Bible. And, and you know, and, and God goes, I can tell you, he loves me. You can do what you want, but don't hit Job. So God, for the first time in the history of mankind, allowed the devil to kill 10 people. I mean, that's the devil's kill
1: mm-hmm.
0: scores 10. Yeah. And I was there going, how are we even having this conversation? Like, how the fuck can you create a universe and yet you're, you're arguing with somebody you don't like? I mean, it's like <laughs> arguing with a monkey. <laughs> Do you know the type of way? It's like, and I was looking at this going, hold on there a second. If I created something. And then a monkey comes up to me, but I can understand the monkey, but it's still going to be primitive. Who's the bigger fool to be arguing? Am I going to argue with somebody of that level of intelligence, right? And I'm there going in my own head going, I'm finding this hard to believe. No, he'd, even, he'd even contemplate talking to the devil. I mean, the level of intelligence between God and the devil would be astronomical. One Mm. is able to create a universe. The other was created by God, which means he's nowhere near the level of intelligence. And i they're going, how is he even having the conversation? And as I was listening to the Bible, I was going, sure, that's fucking ridiculous. Sure, just like me having a fucking argument with a fucking monkey. Mm. Like, people that look at me going, what are you doing arguing with a monkey? (laughs) What are you doing? And I was just looking at this going, "I'm, I'm finding this hard to believe. So, the more I listen to the Bible, like, you know, the book of, you know, the the, the book of Lot, you know, where, where he's fucking losing his head and get in there and get them people out and tell them I'm going to burn this place down and, you know, tells the wife not to turn around and she turns into a pillar of salt and then the two daughters go and have sex with the father hmm. because there's nobody else on the planet and, you know, like, where did they get the wine was my question. You know, the wine was in the cave, like, how the fuck was the wine in the cave? You know, they were looking to have sex with the father because Sodom burnt down and they were like, oh, God, oh, there's no more people. Let's have sex mm. with the father. Oh, look, there's some wine. How did the wine get into the cave? There was another thing that blew my head and there was a Jehovah's Witness in the house once and I was telling them the story and he was freaking mm. at the fact that I knew this part of the story because everybody knows about the wife turning to a pillar of salt. Mm. And I was like. I've only one question, and he had this big fearful face on him. I says, where did they get the wine? And he just Mm -hmm. goes, what? (laughs) That's what was in my head going, where did they get the wine now? Of like, oh, quick, Mm -hmm. it's burning down. Quick, go back and get the wine, because we're going to have to, you know, with the father later on. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's ridiculous. And then, like, you know, David, he sends his best friend off because he wants to fucking have sex with his missus into the front line of, of war. And they're really... Mm. This is the this is the leader of all your people. This is what morals mm. do. This is as good as it gets like, you know? And then, mm. you know, when Jesus... When Moses is down with them on the beach and they're giving out, like, this just... Right, fair enough. Moses, you know, is chatting away to God and God goes, listen, tell them to burn a bit of incense. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But he wants their incense burnt. Mm. So, of course, back then we'd no phones. You know what I mean? So... You better, God wants incense burnt. So they have to tell, you know, along the line of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Hmm. Halfway down the line, God goes, yeah, okay, fair enough, I have enough now. What? Yeah, yeah, tell them not to. But at that stage, the line was still going. Right? Hmm. So the end of the line, the boys, all they heard was, well, no, he, you know, burn incense. It was only hmm. the beginning of the line that were going, he wants you to stop now, Right. God looks at the end of the line and they're burning incense. He burns them alive in front of their family. I was like, are you for real? (laughs) Like, you're just after burning fucking people alive. You knew they couldn't have heard it. (laughs) You can't be building fucking universes and then all of a sudden go, I didn't hear them. No, no, I'm going to burn you alive. You can't be at that. Like, like it blows my mind. And these are true stories. I'm sure you know them in the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. can you confirm for the listeners that they're true? Yeah. Yeah, they are true. Yeah. Good. Because um, some people might be going, oh, Ashrafel is mad in the head, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's no way that God do that, right? Because I, I need you to confirm these stories. Mm. And I am, again, looking at these stories going, at what stage did he not just fucking tell the end line fella going, listen, I know this is only for a select few, but... I don't want you burning any more incense. Stop now. And beyond that, why did he even get annoyed? <laughs> like, like, what's he getting annoyed about a bit of incense? To me, God seemed to have an awful lot of anger issues in the Bible. It was like he couldn't hold it together. He was like juvenile. Um, and I was just listening to all these stories going, you know, like when, when the Jewish people were on the beach and, uh, you know, we've no food... And he just drops a rake of quail from the sky. Here, eat this. <laughs> it's like, he's so juvenile in his responses to things. It's like, here, so, you know, I'm sick of you doing this. I'm going to flood the place. Um, like, even that with, the, with the, even that with Noah's Ark. You know, I said, yeah. I said to a Jehovah's Witness fans, do you honestly believe in Noah's Ark? And he says, I do. Why, how did every marsupial just end up in Australia? Like, what's that about? Like, why didn't some of them stay in eastern, you know, in Middle East where it's harsh? I know there's a few in South America, very few, but the majority of them just went. That was a rough boat ride. Do you want to head to Australia? (laughs) Like, how did that just happen? It's just so random. And again, I know Mark said it, like, how were the fade and all this sort of stuff, and so much for me in a sense of, why do you need to kill children if you're an all-loving God? Why do you need to just kill them? Why do you have to kill them and go, no, I'll leave the Pharaoh alive. And I, right, I'll give you an example. I'm an atheist. I'm not political. I don't watch the news. I'm not into sports, which means I'm not into competition. So I have no interest in people winning or losing, right? He's after killing my first kid. I'm like, what? Why did you do that? Like, what? What? What was I doing? What was we fucking? What's a child doing? Like nobody can grasp the fact that God drowned children when he flooded the earth. Nobody thinks about this. I do. Going, why would you drown a child? What would you drown a child for? I mean, and that's where I thankfully I don't believe in God because if I did, you'd have to. If I was going like, if I was like, I do have this picture of my head right when I'm dying. and This is the mental picture I have in my head. I have a picture in my head when I'm dying, and next thing I open my eyes, and all I can hear is, I'm not taking him. I'm, I'm not taking him. And, I, and there's two people there, and, and it's God and the devil, and they're like, I'm not taking him either. She doesn't believe in me. I'm not taking him. He'll fucking annoy me forever down there. I am not taking him. He'll wreck me. He, no, wait, you have to take him. you made him. I'm not taking him. He doesn't believe me. He's to go with you. And anyway, here's another thing about the devil, right? Which I can't understand. The devil is supposed to be the most, you know, he's not the most evil on the planet or whatever, whatever. But either way, this is what I find comical. If you're bold, you're going to go to hell. If I was the devil, I'd be like, no, I'm not taking them. I don't like you. Take them back. <laughs> I'm not taking them just to annoy you. Look <laughs> like how everybody assumes that the devil is going to take them if he exists, going, ah, he didn't send you to me. Uh, I'd be like, no, turn around, go up and wreck his head. Should I, I don't like him, send you back up to him. It's ridiculous in its own weird way in a sense of, if the, if the devil has this power or whatever that he's going to accept, you, I wouldn't accept anybody. I'd be like, no, you take them. Just to wreck his head. I'd have to do nothing. Just going no, I'm not taking you. You're grand. i turn the fire down. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll burn you. Oh, they're burning alive. There's nothing. Mommy love will have a party. You know, <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do? Kill you with him? Like, like, when you look into the deeper thing of it, and what I love about, I not love, but the Bible is like, this is another thing I can't grasp. At no stage does anyone think the devil's going to win. Everyone knows, oh, no, no, when he's ready, He's just not ready yet. He's going to come back, and then the devil is done. It's like it's a non-runner. It's like the devil has no chance. <laughs> He's never had a chance. That's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard in my, in my life, in a sense of what's the purpose of it if he never had a chance? Why can't he win? Did you ever hear of the Zoriasterism fate? Mm-hmm. Yeah? At least in their fate, you know, depending on mankind, the good or the bad won. I like that. Did you know that when Cyrus the Great freed the Jews that the Jewish people at the time had no word for the devil and because the Zoroastrian faith had a devil and Cyrus the Great freed the Jews and they were so impressed at the fact that he didn't make them slaves and allowed them to continue on their faith they adapted for the first time the devil they did didn't exist before that in the Jewish faith, which means they made up the devil, which means Christianity has the devil and the Muslims have the devil and they have the devil. He, did, he wasn't even in existence until the Zoroastrian faith and Cyrus the Great freed them. You can't be making up fictitious characters that didn't exist in your oral translations before this and I've asked a couple of people that were scholarly, and they were like, yeah. Because <laughs> I know, I've researched it. So, I mean, I've huge problems with, look, I don't have a problem with religion. I love religion. I absolutely, if you want to be Christian, I think it's great. If you want to be Muslim, brilliant. I, like, I, what I love to see in religion is I love to see someone that connects their anchor to that faith, and they go, no. I'm going to anchor myself to this. These are the... Ve- Look, you're wearing a Liverpool crest. You're anchored to uh, a team. That's it. You follow... You know, Man United would be, I won't say a trigger for you, but it's a definite no-no. And that's what you've anchored yourself to. As a species that we do, that we're the only species that I know of that has belief. You know, so we have this thing that developed in our brain and... and we can plan ahead. The problem with planning ahead is we can create stuff. If you can, that's why no other species was ever able to dominate us. We can plan ahead. We can, go, we can look at a scenario and go, that might happen. There's no other species on the planet can do that. They all can connect with the magnetic field and, and the bacteria with weather and stuff like that. But beyond that, they're pretty much tied to the earth. Whereas we can actually look beyond and go, we could build this and fly to the moon. No other species can do that. Because we can plan, we can create something that does not exist in our reality. Hence God. Now, I honestly think, and here's where the ultimate madness comes from me. All people's thoughts come, 90% of all thoughts come from your gut. Mm -hmm. Only 10% go down. So you have 90% of information going upwards through the vagus nerve and into the brain. That's a fact. I think humans are trying to figure themselves out as a hybrid species with bacteria. Because every other animal doesn't figure a lion will just eat a zebra, it goes straight for the bacteria, and the zebra's gush goes straight for the stomach to consume the bacteria to process the meat. That's just the bacteria, guiding the lion to eat the organs so then it can process the meat because the bacteria in the zebra has to digest the meat of the gut as well. So we are different in a sense where our information that's going upward, what's to say it's not the archaea going, listen, my great-great-great-great-grandmother ate a fucking pig and it didn't bleed it out. (laughs) Didn't work out well for it. Did you ever wonder why human beings are afraid of spiders and not cars? Mm. Because it was passed down through generation to generation. To ge- You put a, a spider in front of a child, it's afraid. Not so much a worm. They're both alien. But a spider definitely. Put a cucumber behind a cat and most of them jump. Mm. Because somewhere along the line, they were eaten by a snake. And the bacteria live on. And that inner wisdom of them not wanting to actually die as well gets passed down. You know? Mm. The inner wisdom of, of, uh, of the generations beforehand. You've often heard the story, oh, he's just like his grandfather. Yet the grandfather wasn't alive. Mm. You know? Cause genetically, we get our genes from the grandparents. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no mutation. But I think it's the bacteria inside of us and they do communicate. It's not me going, oh, I think they're communicating. That's a scientific fact that bacteria do actually communicate upwards, right? That's where we get our thoughts and stuff like that. What's to say that that's what it is? It's because if you listen to the religions, the answers lie within. Everything you have to go within yourself. It's all fucking directed right to one place look within, I am the way, you know, um, only through me, all these things that religions do, and here's the maddest thing I've ever looked up, I was going to work one morning, a, I do say my brain, I do talk to myself in the third person, unless I'm talking to someone else, because I love chatting, so I kind of mm. use myself as the third person, as an over and back, and I was just cycling to work one day, and I went, I wonder are we just bacteria having a human experience and a fox is bacteria having a fox experience. Because like the archaea are exactly the same in both species and a whale is just bacteria having a whale experience. And really that's why in the Buddhist faith they say it doesn't really matter because you'll reincarnate as one of them, right? And my brain went, that's mental. Don't tell anyone this just yet. <laughs> I, wonder do, I wonder, do animals have less bacteria than, if in the Buddhist faith, if you do wrong, you might come back as a dog, right, mm. in the next life, reincarnate as a dog. And I went, I wonder, do dogs have less bacteria than humans then? And it turns out they do. <laughs> so that was mental, yeah. right? So that blew my head all together. I was going... There must be something in the Buddhist faith where he was really tuned into himself or the world or, or whatever. Because even in the Buddhist faith, he was looking at, you know, he was looking at the worm one day eating the bird. eating. He was looking at the bird eating the worm and he goes, the, worm eats the, the bird eats the worm today and at one stage the worm will eat the bird. And it is just a cycle. And that's how he, sitting under the Botsavan tree and he figured all this stuff out and, you know. But as it turns out, we do have less, or the lesser animals have less bacteria. Mm. Here's the funny thing about it is, not so much do they have less genes. They'd done done a human gene one project years ago where they were trying to figure out how many genes a human being has. And they thought there was over a quarter of a million genes in a human being, because what they did is they took a a worm, and a worm has about 21,000 genes, which makes up a worm. And then what they've done is they got the smallest flea they could find to the human eye and that has roughly about 20,000 genes, which makes up the flea. And they've done the Human Genome Project and human beings have 25,000 genes. We don't have that many more genes than any other species on the planet. So we're not really overly complicated genetically towards any other species. So they were kind of blown apart by this. The only difference between us and most other things is our bacteria. We carry quite a lot of bacteria and different mm. different species of bacteria. But I think we share a huge percentage of our bacteria with the trees <laughs> mm. uh, and the DNA and all that. Like, we're not that different from a tree, which is bad mm. in its own way, but we're not, according, like, according to science. So when I look at all of this, And religion, I I look at it and go, from a scientific point of view, go, maybe religion is man trying to figure itself out through having conversations with the bacteria. That it's not aware it's having conversations with, it thinks it's God. Now, bacteria, from an evolutionary point of view, is God. If God made it, fair enough. From an evolutionary point of view bacteria literally is God because without bacteria there is no life. Mm. The earth has 50% of its mass is bacteria. Um, that's a fact. And everything on the planet is bacteria. Even trees will direct water towards their own saplings to make sure they get the water in case there's other saplings around them. That's done through the bacteria. Like so no matter what way you look at it, bacteria seem to play a major role in life. And that's how I look mm. at it. That, now, that's just science. So I just, that's where I removed God. I went, okay, you know what? I don't need to, because again, it's the fucking babies. It's just, it, I can't get, like, right, and fair enough, right? And here's another thing with Jesus. I do picture this up in heaven. You know, God is up there and he's like, ah, they're at it again. Ah, oh, they're fucking at it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill them. And Jesus, is there being God? Ah, don't. No, they're dead. Um, sure. Look, I'll sacrifice myself. Well, fucking someone has to die, cause you know what I'm like. Someone has to die. He can't just not kill people. Like, what's that about? So I mean. God sends himself down to die. Now, the only conclusion I can have with Jesus is this, right? This is, my, this is what makes God, where I'm less annoyed with him. I'm not really annoyed with him, but if I had to actually believe in him, I'd be like, we're going to have a fucking chat when I see you, <laughs> um, type of thing. is You know the way you stand on an ant? And you mightn't pass too much worry about standing on an ant. I think God was killing people going, Ah, fuck you. You know, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Throw out the water. Flood the place. And then he became an ant. And then he realised how tough it is to be an ant. And how hard it is. And how much struggle we have. And just how his creation was a bit- hugely flawed. I mean... It created us with all these desires. <laughs> I mean, it's like... It's like creating... It's like building a car that flies, but people don't know it flies. The car flew yesterday. It did not, did it? Yeah, and it nearly killed me. That's amazing. <laughs> you, you made the car. Yeah, I did. She you made it to fly. I know. <laughs> like, you know... All these things were created in us. You know, that's that's just the way it goes. Um, so... That's my only conclusion, my God, is that he made himself into an ant and then he realised what suffering was like. He realised what it was like to die and then he went back up and went, yeah, that was rough. Let's not kill them again. You know, let's just leave them be because that's fucking rough. They have a tough time down there, right? That's my only, if I had to believe, going, maybe, but that would argue the case then how come he didn't know it? You can't create a universe and not know your Creation is suffering. You can't not know that, right? Now, what's the need for it? You know, it's like me with my childhood. Someone says to me, you're really strong. I didn't need to be. (laughs) I would have preferred not to have had it. I didn't need, I'm extremely strong as a human being, but I didn't need to be this strong. I didn't need to be in a constant state of survival. I could have done without it. Yeah, I'm strong, and I'm chatting to you today because of it, and all these things join up together, and I'm aware of the fact of it, Lincoln. I could have been happy out fucking watching, maybe Man United so much or Liverpool, you know, you know, um, yeah, uh, you know, maybe Liverpool, not Liverpool. You'd only get maybe two trophies, and you'd be sixty, like. That's not a dig. That's just a mathematical equation. I um, <laughs> don't really care for football. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, that's my theory on religion, you
1: know. it's mm. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot I agree with and there's a lot I disagree with. Mm. Um, it's kind of interesting doing, I really love this format of podcasting, right? Because I get people's opinions on, I yeah. soak it in, I experience it, and then I kind of mull it over. Mm. And then I think about it as the week goes on, right? Yeah. Um, so this is a question that I have uh, for atheists. And funny enough, I was thinking about this the other day because um, there's not a lot of people I, have, I meet who are who say they're atheists, that are actually atheists. Or and there's a lot of people I meet who say that they're Christian, who mm. are actually Christian. A lot of us, including myself, I've included myself, are are a big mix, right? So I'm I'm in this weird mix where I believe that there's two truths, scientific truth and moral truth. And I I think, you know, I believe in the Big Bang, I believe in evolution, all that. I believe in the moral truth of Jesus and all that as well. Hmm. But there is a question I have um, for atheists, and I'm just getting your opinion, not trying to yeah, argue yeah, anything yeah. like that. Um, so how in atheism do you deal with nihilism?
0: Well, you have to explain nihilism to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, nihilism is basically this. So um, let's say we are just material. That's all we are. We're just material. We're just bacteria. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, morality then is just subjective. There's no actual thing as actual right and wrong. It's, it's just subjective to whatever our species is so that's social is what morality is. So in that sense we would be nihilistic. So which means that there is no such thing is actually right and there's no such thing is actually wrong. Mm. Like in atheism how do you deal with uh, morality? I guess is the, is the question.
0: Yeah that, that's pretty easy in my head. I mean it, you know your children right? Mm-hmm. All you have to do is watch them when... when, when you, you watch a child when it's about to do something wrong and it turns the head. <laughs> like, how does it know to turn the head? It has never done it before. It mm. turns the head to see you looking. Where did that come from? I mean, I've, I've watched this with amusement at my kids that they would literally turn the head to see they know what they're about to do is wrong and they turn <laughs> the head. This was before any morals. This is just when they're learning, they're only little babies and they turn the head to see, are you looking? They should not know to do that. There's no reason for them. Look at a dog. Right? Look at a dog. You walk in, there's three dogs, we've all seen the YouTube video. Right? Mm -hmm. The one that done the wrong, put the head down. There's no reason for that. There is, we as a species would have this innate thing in us. I mean, did you ever see the elephant where it's picking the cub up and, and bringing the, the lioness's cub across a dirt road in Africa because the road is too hot? It has no reason to do it. Mm. No morals. But it did it. When, when animals rescue other animals absolutely no reason to do it. The bear, the bear rescuing the crow from the water, picking it up and just putting it away. A cheetah rescuing a fawn and protecting it like it was a stone. There's no reason for all these things. It's innate in us. It's, people think, well, there must be something higher. We are all connected as a species. That's the whole gift of it all, is that as a species we are all one, like as I said, with the Archaea. So there is a reason for us all to be one, to thrive as a unity. That's what I believe. Um, Morals. I didn't get my morals. I mean, I learned morals as I got older. I wasn't brought up in a moral family. Mm -hmm. I was brought up in an absolute chaotic family. So my morals, I learned. But I can be honest I didn't learn them from the Bible um, I think Jesus is absolutely fantastic as a human being I just think he has schizophrenia you know it can't be denied he, him and Moses would have been suffering with auditory hallucinations if you brought them today and they said what they were saying auditory hallucinations Every prophet on the planet would have suffered with schizophrenia. But going back to the morals, my children don't go to mass. They don't, um, all that sort of stuff, they don't do this. But you can see it in them. It's just innate in them. It's just already there. Who put it there? Well, who put it into the animals? Animals do some wonderful things that help other animals when there's absolutely no reason for it. There's no mm. benefit for it. There is no reason for them to gain anything. And I mean, the elephant helping that cub, that elephant helping that cub across the road, and it's a famous photograph, so it's easily brought up. That, that line, he, he knows probably that lion is probably going to try and eat him when it gets bigger, mm. but he still did it. You know, so all the animals on the... Like, you don't need to look at humans for morals. Look at the morals that animals have when they're saving one another. Helping each other out. You know, mm. nurturing each other. You know, a, a duck a duck um, nurturing puppies. Why? It's innate in us. I don't think... I don't, I don't need to see a god for that. I need to see a species looking after itself. The archaea looking after itself. Because it doesn't matter the duck, the dog, the lion, the elephant. It's all archaea. That's a fact. So I don't I for me I don't need to see that. Um moral values in a sense of uh, where do atheists get moral values? It's innate in us. You know? Mm-hmm. Where does the tree grow? its branches? It's just innate in the tree. It's just part of what the tree is. Mm-hmm. How moral How moral is it for the tree when it's directing the water towards its own saplings? (laughs) It's not really moral now, is it? I mean, there's two saplings there, and the tree is directing water towards its own sapling. That's a scientific fact. Mm. You could... See, this is the problem with morals. That's immoral. If the tree knew about it. If it has a conscious... It's an immoral act. You shouldn't be directing the water towards your own sapling. But it does. Mm-hmm. So is that a moral thing to do or not a moral thing to do?
1: Depends. Yeah, it's the- you know. interesting. You know. That's interesting. Mm. I mean, because I've been... you know, Because what I write mm. is basically the evils of the early 20th century, right?
0: I know. I'm listening to all your books. Brilliant. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, good.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've kind of been interested because I can under like to be honest it's rare mm. when I can uh explain something from a religious perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, I I have a lot of doubt. I do. But I I I really I really enjoy religion. Mm. Um I gain so much from it. Um and I do believe that it's that Christianity is real. Now when it comes to the evils of the early 20th century, speaking of morality and all that stuff. Now, there was an entire nation who collectively agreed that what they were doing was the right thing mm. to kill off all these people. Now, if we are just matter, mm. if we are just bacteria, if that's it, yeah. then what they did wasn't right or wrong. And that's hard for me to wrap my head around from an atheist perspective. From a religious perspective, morality would be objective.
0: Why was it not right or wrong? I mean, we, we know death is an immoral act. Killing mm-hmm. someone, that's, that doesn't need religion. Why does it need religion to be right or wrong? You see, you're connecting religion to say that in order to have morals, you need religion. But I, I don't have religion. I can tell you to kill someone. I mean... You know, I'm listening to your book there at the moment where, um, standing up on the train, they're all dying. The poor poor, the older man dies and he's still just standing there and he's a corpse and all these people and people are praying in the train and I'm only about Mm. an hour or two into the book because actually when I came on, I went, geez, this fellow writes books. So very, (laughs) very, very good books. Actually, they're really intense for a hypersensitive person. They're extremely intense because you're getting into them. Mm. Um. But at the same token, I, I mean, you know right from wrong. It's, it's, it's people, some people think you need religion because then that's where we get our morals. But my argument is, well, right and wrong is right and wrong. I mean, you know killing, ending a life is wrong. I don't like, and even to go deeper into that, well, how do you know what's wrong? Why should you even have to question that? You know too well you're taking something from somebody that they they love so much, which is a life that is not yours to take. That's where I would be like, that's not mine to take. Plus it should not sit too well with you. And you see, not all of Germany agreed, as you said in your book, if they all just stood up and...
1: Yeah, that's what this book is about, the latest one.
0: Yeah. Um... I I don't think you need God to have morals. I'm an extremely moral being. I am. And I've never once done it in the name of God.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So why did then the Vikings, when they killed and raped, why didn't they know that it was innately wrong?
0: Sorry? Why did they what?
1: The Vikings, like when they came over to England and Ireland Mm. and killed and raped, why didn't they know that it was innately wrong? Why didn't they? Yeah
0: were on a rampage they were as we say berserk um you go back if you go back with human history and keep going back i mean we come from in my world primates now if you look at any primates today they're extremely violent and the primates that we have now are going through their bronze age so i mean you know we're getting two ages in the first time in the history of humankind but I mean if you look at a primate, they're extremely violent. Extremely. They'll rip they'll rip um monkeys apart if they believe they're not theirs. So you're dealing with a completely primal brain. And the more primal the brain is, it works off food, pleasure, sex, and survival. So there is no morals in there. It's only mm. as our brains developed, and our brains are developing at a rapid pace. I mean, we're becoming more intelligent. And the more intelligent we become, the more our prefrontal cortex is developing. That's been proven. If you get someone to do an IQ test, if my daughter at seven years of age done an IQ test today, she would surpass any seven-year-old that done an IQ test in the 1900s. So the level of intelligence from human beings is, is actually increasing. So... You know, a person doing an IQ test in the 1900s, a seven year old maybe got 60. If my daughter done that test, or anyone's daughter, doesn't matter, or son, they'd probably get 80 to 90. Reason being is, again, going back to the primates, the monkeys, they have to survive. So they basically get up, food, pleasure, sex, survival. That's what the amygdala works off. I know this because I run it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's only your prefrontal cortex which has morals, values, ethics and beliefs so that's the major thing, belief now if, you're, if you take even people if you take me, who my prefrontal cortex is extremely inactive hmm. right? my morals, values, ethics and beliefs doesn't work too well I have to work hmm. hard for them so, I know exactly what it's like to be a Viking. There is mm. no reason to have morals because you're surviving. There's no reason to have values or beliefs. You go in, you'll kill them, you'll conquer, you know, to gain a bigger tribe. As it turns out, they did. You know, 900 AD when they came to Ireland, we have them, um, they did. You know, if you look back over our DNA, there's Viking blood in it. Mm-hmm. So they did, exactly, they did exactly what all species try to do, procreate, spread the species. Mm-hmm. From a bacterial point of view, that's exactly what, that's all bacteria want. Uh, look at the COVID. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's doing exactly what bacteria want. It's spreading. Mm. Uh, the Vikings spread outwards. That's what all bacteria do is spread outward. Mm. And humans are no different. So they'd have no reason to have morals. They were more primitive back in 900.
1: So when did we develop the prefrontal cortex?
0: We developed it from cooking meat. So we're the only species on the planet that cooks meat. And because we cooked the meat, the nutrients in the meat was actually really, really expanded. And that Mm. nutrients uh, grew our brains larger, which is why we don't have children... Uh, fully developed, our children actually started to grow exponential inside of us that we um, we couldn't, we could no longer hold them in us. That's why, like, if you look at humans as a species, we have a child, it's nowhere near ready to defend itself until maybe yeah. four years of age or whatever. It's just not really there. And and again, that's why even if you look at the woman, their um, cervix hasn't full. we're still should be having the children bent over and like like a monkey our cervix mm. hasn't evolved yet from when we did have them like monkeys um but eating meat uh, developed our brain hugely mm. in a sense of way more nutrients went up to the brain and because of that the brain grew larger in size mm. according to science
1: yeah speaking of the vikings i've been kind of following um this isn't God anymore. This is more history.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm <laughs> loving this.
1: <laughs> Good. Well, yeah, it's very, very intriguing, very interesting. Um, lots to all over, and lot to think about. Um, yeah, it, I kind of have a theory. Yeah. That well, I, I don't, it's not my theory, mm. but with respect to the Vikings, because we know that they for sure made it as far as Iceland. We have proof of that. Mm. We also mm. know that they likely made it to Canada and to uh, the Americas long before Columbus did. Right. Um, now, my theory is when I look at how people groups travel, is I follow the music, oh, yeah. right? And so the Celtics, Celtic tribes, actually started, um, I think it's just above India. Yeah. So there's a Celtic tribe that moved all the way from above India, kind of settled in France area, and then up to... Um, mainly Ireland, Scotland and stuff like that for a lot of the different Celtic tribes. So you can follow the music. So there's a lot of similarities between Mm. East Indian music and Celtic music. And it's the same with, um, Viking music and native American music. Very heavy for drums, very heavy for inflections in voice. Um, sometimes warlike, um, not always, but you know, there's a lot of the the warlike, um, musical behavior behind it. Um, kind of gets you, like you said, berserk. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of Viking music. I love Viking music. I listen to it before I, I go play football, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get myself pumped up before. Yeah. I... Um, so that that's my theory is that if I follow the music, you can kind of see how the people groups move because that music just kind of stays, right? Yeah, um, There's kind of similarities between, even though the language changes and all that, but the music somehow stays ingrained. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: No, I think it's, I, I I, think you should be never finished asking questions. You know, mm. I even like, as I said, I don't have any with Jesus or God or anything. I've none. I'd I talk to people who are religious all day long, and I'd make my business not to prove God wrong to them, as in, not wrong, but he doesn't exist. I've no interest in proving that God doesn't exist what sort of person goes around doing that? Like, that to me is mental. Why would you do that? Mm. Why would you try and take somebody's belief away from them and go, ha-ha, I told you so? That's just wrong. As I said, even in my, in my answer, I just have a problem with killing kids. I'm mm. going to stick to that. That just does not sit well with me. Um, mm. But as far as belief, and, 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 and even going into uh, the, the Vikings and all that, I love minds like that because they're vast and they're deep and they want to know. And I think if there is a God, that's the beauty of him in a sense of that he made sure we'd never figure it out because it's game over if you do, you know, it is game over. Who wants to figure it out? There's, you know, I look at life like a video game. Nobody likes playing the game twice. Hmm. They want a new game. The challenge of completing it is, the, is great, but once that's over, it's, I'd like a new game now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's fantastic. Um, now, you mentioned in the, your message about something else that you wanted to um, talk about. Was there another subject? I can't remember.
0: Um, I'll have a look now. I'll go back here.
1: I want to make sure that we...
0: uh, ...about religion and all things human. Oh, the theory, (laughs) yeah, all things human. and No, the theory on the heart. I got that one out in the beginning. The theory on the heart. uh, Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. And you see, again, back to the music. Vibrations, Mm -hmm. all vibrations. You're following the music of of, uh, human beings. Mm -hmm. It's all vibrations, you know? We all connect with vibrations. Even the gut bacteria, uh, when you were on about your son, once a bacteria meets its own species, they'll connect. Hmm. So now your bacteria might be different than mine, but if you get two people with the identical bacteria, they will be the best buddies Hmm. because it's their bacteria.
1: I got a bacteria question for you before I forget this one. So speaking of children and mothers, now... I was doing some research, and there's a suggestion that when a mother kisses their baby, what they're doing is they're actually taking in some of the bacteria, some of the viruses when they kiss their child, and their body processes it and then puts the antibodies out through breast milk. Yeah. Um, Now, why would a dad kiss a child? Why wouldn't he? Well, um, what I'm saying is that from the biological bacterial perspective, I have, past, a theory. I, I have a theory about it, but I was just, just going to get your opinion yeah, first. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, from a bacterial perspective, the mother kisses the baby so that she can get the antibodies produced through the breast mm. milk. Mm. Now, other than, from bacterial perspective, I don't know why a father would do that as well. I just want your opinion before I give my theory.
0: To create immunity. I mean, we are, we are right. If you have four dogs in the one room... Did you ever notice how they'll all go to each other and rub off each other, lick each other? Um, did you ever see a dog eating another dog's crap? <laughs> it's just, it's just after sniffing it, going, "Yeah, that's good." A fecal matter transplant. It's literally sure. doing, going, "Oh my goodness, the bacteria in this is actually really healthy." I'm not feeling great. I'll, I'll take a fecal matter transplant. We think it's disgusting. That's exactly what a dog is doing, right? It Mm. has this innate wisdom, knowledge, to do this, to heal itself. Now, the bacteria in my wife might be A and B, and the bacteria in me might be D and C, right? But my Mm. kids might be C and A. So it's crucially important for us to kiss, lick, rub each other off each other, so that they're able to then get the immunity from me and I get the, and, and so on. Because even what people don't realize, you're supposed to, when my children are born, you put them onto your chest to rub your bacteria off theirs, hmm. to pass on your bacteria. When they're coming through the birth canal of the mother, that's when they're getting the most amount of. Infection from the that's how the host goes back in, and that's how they're reinfected with bacteria through cool. the birth canal years ago. I was when I figured this out, I went, you know, people, I was in my head, I was like, so then people with C sectioned, this is shocking, but I'm going to say it because I'm very blunt. Yeah, they should be rubbing the child down there, they should just give it a quick rub, right? <laughs> and I was, I was saying this to my sister, I was like. Do you know? I think C-section babies—they should rub the child down at the mother, it's because that's disgusting. I know, but I just think they should do it. Yeah, and that's exactly the way I said it, right? A few about two yeah. years ago, they're after figuring out they're not rubbing the child, but they're getting the bacteria from the mother and rubbing it on the child. Not exactly as yeah. rough as me, but I'm a bit rougher. Um, I'm more like a Viking. Um, <laughs> but as it turned out, I was right. Um, you're supposed to reinfect the, the, the child. Mm. My daughter was a C-section, right? When I figured out bacteria, I just love it. It's like, to me, it's just like A, B, C, D, E, F, G at this stage. Mm. And I went off and I got, ro- my daughter was a C-section, which means she doesn't have my wife's um, bacteria. She has all the doctors and nurses and mine and all that sort of stuff. Now, over the years, of course, her bacteria Mm -hmm. will grow. But there's an innate wisdom, as you were saying earlier on, how come they know, right? I got two glasses of milk, identical glasses, both milk. But one was raw and one was pasteurized. And I filled them up exactly the same. And I left them just in front of my daughter. And she, I says just take a little drink of them. And 100% of the time, she went for the raw cow's milk. Because mm. she's lacking in bacteria. My daughter will naturally go for bananas, which has inulin in them, to help grow bacteria. Oof. Children, they've done a test in America. I love this in America. and Not so much Nazi Germany, but they did learn a lot. Um... <laughs> You can't deny they did. I'm not saying yeah. was right. They just did. But yeah. um, you'd know that they did. But they done tests in America years ago where they literally deprived the child of a nutrient. Vitamin C, vitamin D, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not so much vitamin D, but you know what I mean. Vitamin B and all these things, calcium. And what they did is they put these four-year-olds into a room and they just left food on the table. And every child went for the food of the nutrient they were lacking hmm right how did they know nobody could have nobody could have guided them towards that. it's innate, that it's innate in us hmm. we have an innate wisdom in my belief it's the archaea who have been around for billions of years and they just want us to survive as a species they don't give a shit which one does it but they just want every one of them to survive So it doesn't matter if the lion is eating the zebra because it's basically the archaea eating the archaea. Hmm. It matters not, which again goes back to the Buddhism. Um, But with that, that then is the innateness I find in human beings. They're in all species. Look at an ant. You kick kick its anthill down. We don't. I just imagine. It'll rebuild it back. Again, look at the ants and or termites in America where they they build their mound directly at a certain angle that's facing or not facing the sun. I mean, this is just gene. Mm-hmm. We think we're geniuses. Again, this is all a bacterial thing that's guiding them. And if you don't think it's bacterial, look at the bacteria that goes into the into the ant, and the ant goes up to the top of the branch, and it just is a zombie bacteria. And uh, you know, it's the exact same with that mouse. It, it makes them do things. So, bacteria really do run the show. Here's the funny thing about human beings 300 milliseconds before every human being does something, they've already made the move. Mm. You notice, know because I can mm-hmm. see it in your face, right? They've done a test on a human where they were probing his brain to move, and they were asking him. Which one do you want to pick? Left or right? They could see he was going to go for the left one. So they probed him him to go for the right one. He picked up the right one. Afterwards, they said, it kind of looked like you were going for the left one. Why did you go for the right one? I just changed my mind. He was unaware. Mm. Right, now if he was unaware that they had done it, and 300 milliseconds before we make any move, you know this is true. How come it, that's not us doing it? That is not us.
1: I think that's a terrifying thing to when you look into consciousness, how little we are conscious. Yeah. Ninety eight percent. They've got it figured. It might they you know it might change in the future, but what they've got right now is ninety eight percent of what we do is unconscious.
0: Yeah. And the unconscious Everything that we,
1: hmm. sorry, go ahead.
0: And the unconscious part of our brain is connected to the vagus nerve. Hmm. And the vagus nerve is connected to all the bacteria. Hmm. That's science. That's just science. And they're just doing their little thing. When I figured out bacteria, I went, this is exactly what I said. So if I feed you little fuckers, will you be happy and leave me alone? (laughs) Right? (laughs) 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 This is a fact. And ever since I started feeding my gut bacteria, like, I would eat 21 different plants every day, 21 different fruits, nuts, seeds, and vegetables every day. And meat. But um, I feed them first, and then I feed me later. Like, mm. as in meat. Because um, they don't really, they're not really big on the whole meat thing in the sense of, they eat, they eat the fiber. Mm. Um, but I look after my, like, even the other day because we're coming into flu season, the other day I could feel something in the house and I'm really hypersensitive. I'm extremely Dream. hypersensitive. Uh, some people think it's a gift. It's not. I can just feel other people's emotions. It's a fucking nightmare. It's not a gift. Like, <laughs> oh, I have a gift. It's not a gift to feel someone's angry and you're happy and you're there going, oh, which one am I? <laughs> which one am I? Um, you know? So I could feel this in my body. I was like, oh, something's coming, right? And I says to him, I think there's a sickness in the house. Don't say that. Says, I says, I, I think there is. I think there is. I can feel it. Anyway, I brought kimchi. Kimchi is a Korean dish, but it's full of probiotic. It's full of bacteria. Right. And this is what humans were doing as a species before we got processed foods. We were eating live bacteria people in the northern here's another thing i love right people in the northern countries who drank milk right how did we know to drink milk that has vitamin d with the higher up we went because we weren't able to absorb it with the sunlight Mm. do you get me you know what i mean i do how did two species coexist and go listen uh you should start drinking my milk because the higher up we're gone from Africa, not really going to absorb much vitamin D. But don't worry, I'm getting a load of it in my milk. You bang on there, brother. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. to me, it's just all connected, you know? We, mm-hmm. do, we, we drink milk because it has vitamin D in it. The Asians don't need to, so they're, they're lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. you know? It just all connects. It's all true bacteria. Now, I'm going to mm. say, maybe God made the bacteria. Maybe that's him. Maybe. I don't know. That bit I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is the God or whatever. But, I mean, all these things, when you look at them, to me, they just all connect in that sense. You know, they do all connect. Mm. But bacteria, mm. I, can, I can literally wrap most things back to bacteria at this stage. <laughs> whether, whether I'm mad in the head, but thankfully I can connect it with science. So so there is that little bit of scientific proof with it, you know.
1: Now, the other Mm. day
0: when I was going to work, I just had my kimchi. I had my real food. I don't eat processed foods. I don't eat sweets. I don't eat junk food, which is really what it should be called. Um, Mm. And I could feel it in my stomach. I was like, look, make up your mind. If you're going to book a week in the Costa del Sean, I don't mind. Come on Mm. in but don't be hanging around my gut. I don't like when my gut is upset. Either way, I killed it. I came home <laughs> and my kids are sick. I like and the one kid that's sick, right? More so is the one that eats the least, that eats more junk food.
1: Mm.
0: Right? The other two, I kind of have a bigger hold on the food with them. They're younger. The older one, and she's sick, you mm. know? So food again, and bacteria. Which, you know. hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, this was a fantastic chat. I yeah. really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I got to go for a gallop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know? yeah. Now let's put that horse back in the pasture in.
0: Uh, well, I do say yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do say people with BPD we're just zebras in a field full of horses. <laughs> we see the world in black and white we can't be tamed we're the only horse species that can't be tamed people with BPD yeah. can't be tamed so wow. uh that was really i loved it because i got to uh i got to vent out all my uh scientific madness
1: <laughs> i loved it it's very intriguing it yeah. give me a lot to think about lots to mull over and yeah i i appreciate you coming on so everyone Um, I'm going to be going back to listen to some of Sean's stuff uh, about his childhood as well as some of his um, uh, mental health podcasts um, for my own edification and I'm sure for yours. Uh, So again, it's you, me, and BPD, as you can see in the bottom of the screen. And I also post a link on the channel.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that was great. Thanks very much. And Can I, when you're Mm -hmm. finished with can I use this as well as a podcast? Because I'd love for my oh. listeners to to, uh, and I'll I will um, promote yours on on my podcast if that's okay.
1: Absolutely, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, because uh, so, so you are, uh, I th- I think you're going to be episode number six. Okay. So I've got um, number three coming out Wednesday, and then let me let me check my calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fire ahead. Um. Okay, so number three is the fifteenth. Four is twenty second, five is twenty nine. So you will be uh, October six. Yeah. So I'll fire it off to you then, and then you're more absolutely more than welcome to absolutely, use it for your own yeah. podcast. I
0: won't. I won't um, do anything until uh, you do it. But before we go, mm-hmm. because I'm going to use this as my podcast, I love your book.
1: Oh, and thank I you. I swear
0: to God, I, like I'll be honest with you, like it's so intriguing. Is it a true story?
1: Yeah. Um, I. I fell in love with Eleanor Hodes, or Hodes, hmm. I think it's hmm. pronounced. Um, so, as the the book that I was reading was called Hans and Rudolf.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, Hans was uh, the German Jew who escaped Germany. Okay. And then after the war, like, he's part of the English services and then was helping out in France and all that. Uh, and then after the war, he ended up hunting down um, uh, Nazis who ran concentration camps, such as Rudolf Huss, or Huss, how you pronounce hmm. it um and so i was reading that so it's kind of going back so the book was one chapter's hands the other was rudolph and there's two pages in the one about rudolph about his mistress which was eleanor and those two pages just got me hooked
0: right this is now i'm only into the book right and i don't want to give it away for the listeners is this the person i'm not great with names you see so even though i'm listening to the book i'm useless with names is this the person that she had to hide under the bed? She had to hide under the bed when she was going into the. in case he was caught because both of them would have been killed. Because I was thinking to myself. Oh, yes. i was sorry. Think, I, was, I, was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking to myself, these two were going to get together. That's what I was going. These two were going, even though she hit him a box. Um. So that's, that's it. That's, 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 uh, now, don't give away the book, obviously, because obviously you want people to buy it. Yeah. Um, but it's a brilliant book. Like, I, I'm mm. listening to it, and it's so intriguing. And it, you know what I love about it is there's two loves I have with the book. Actually, there is a book um, about a German who helped Americans mm. out of Germany, and they were blown to bits. Like, they, oh. they they'd crippled across Germany. Their bomber was blown up. And I have that picture because the book meant so much to me. Um, I love that stuff. Um, when people would say to me about mental health, they'd say, do you know any... This is a fact. This is a fact when I say this. This is why your book, I love it. Mm. they say, do you know any good books, um, you know, for, for mental health? And I always say this, yeah anything on the holocaust
1: hmm.
0: what yeah yeah it humbles you yeah you you come away going i didn't have it that bad mm-hmm. so i and i'm genuine when i say it like i have a couple of books on the holocaust even your book you're listening to it and i know I, i'm gonna have to put it down and then you have to mm-hmm. recover <laughs> And then you go back to it, and then you love to put it down again and recover. But to me, that's a brilliant book in a sense of it's such true with the horror of what mm-hmm. humans did that you couldn't listen to. It. I couldn't. I couldn't listen to a book like that all the way through. Even though I'm finding your book extremely like you're you're there going, Jesus, what's going to happen next now? Oh, for fuck's sake, Jesus, what's going to happen next? And I'm going to meet what? Ah, oh, God Almighty, <laughs> will you stop? And then I go right, put it down for. No, I'd have to put it down for a few hours, <laughs> and I'd be anxious, like fuck, like you know. I'm listening, going, Jesus Christ, I had an awful time, which they did, mm. and that's why I'm really appreciating your book, and I'm looking forward. to, Actually, I noticed you have two books on Audible, so when this one is finished, I'm going to go on to the next one. So, oh, I appreciate
1: that's very kind.
0: No, they're like I'll be honest, and I. I wouldn't say it because you, would know, you had no idea I was listening to your books. So I just literally wouldn't say anything and no harm done. You know. Mm-hmm. But the fact is they're brilliant. They are brilliant. Yeah. Um, because they are getting into the depths of history of the horror that we came from. Right? Yeah. And you see, this is why I don't have much uh, blame for my parents. Because my parents were born in 1941 and 1947. Look yeah. at the world they were born into. How could they not be traumatic? Yeah. When you realize what human beings were born into at that time, Mm. you can't go judging them, you know, because they just didn't have what we have today. They were born into a complete time of war, my parents, and they were raised in a state of anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just a fact. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to put you in at the end of the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind of you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, I would love to have another chat with you sometime uh, in the future, mm. if you'd be interested.
0: 100%. Yeah, definitely.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me.
1: Perfect. All right, I'll stop the recording here. Yeah. Stop recording. Perfect. And yeah, I'll uh, I'll fire that off to you when... Um, when it goes live and uh,
0: you're welcome to the